Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Now let's get it started. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to podcast. It is Colton Cockrell here with Bridge the Gap. Connecting business perspectives, and guess what? It is season four. Insert air horns and bow, 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 all that good stuff. I guess I'll do it in a post. All right. Well, my name is Colton Cockrell. I'm a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor. And we made it to season four, and I couldn't have done it without my co host, Miss Trisha Penelope Stetzel. Trisha. Really, Colton? Penelope, where uh, did did you know that my middle name actually does start with a P? I'll have to tell Patricia? you what it is later. Patricia, no, it's Patricia, not Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, Trisha Stetzel here, Results Extreme Business Solutions. I am stoked to have a fellow business coach on with us today, friend and referral partner, whom I met several months ago, and we connect quite often. Andrew Bucken, who is with Action Coach Houston inner loop is with us today and let me tell you just a little bit about andrew before i bring him on the show so he's got 20 years of experience in manufacturing and supply chain worked in ong aerospace and defense automotive and consumer plastics industries he set up and ran businesses in seven different countries one of andrew's core principles is a business should give you a better life while you own it and more life options when you exit it. Andrew, my friend, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. That sounded awesome when you said it. Thank you. you know, You're welcome. I'm happy to record that for you, Andrew. I, I know. That's, that's great. I need that as my uh, voicemail or something. I think. So Andrew, listen, <laughs> I, I had this just epitome while you're epitome, just this thought that came to my mind while she was talking. Um, it's a uh, Bacham, right? That's your last Bucken. name? Bucken. I think you should start a podcast where you're eating chicken. It should be called What's Clucking with Andrew Buckin. I'm just saying, I think that would be awesome. Anyway, okay, yeah, gonna... there's, there's a lot of words that can rhyme with that. Uh, I'm... Well, <laughs> oh, I'm, no. I'm glad you went down the chicken route. <laughs> I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to keep it clean here for, okay. Anyway, um, no, we're, we're going to talk about time mastery today, uh, which I'm really excited about. So time mastery, I'm going to try in honor of Andrew to make sure this podcast is exactly 22 minutes long. Um, probably not going to happen, but we'll see what happens. So Andrew uh, and Trisha, I'm totally stealing this question from you, but I will give you credit. Trisha is the one that wanted me to ask this. What is time mastery, Andrew? Yeah. You know, when I think about time mastery, it's, it's all the different aspects that go into time management as well. And actually what you, what you just said uh, a second ago, I think is one of the most important pieces, right? Which is setting your goals. So if your goal is to hit your podcast in 22 minutes, that's the first step, right? Don't try to master your time uh, when you haven't really established what you want to do with it and what those, what those objectives are going to be. Uh, so when you put together everything that's around time management, not just how do I work efficiently? How do I make sure I do this and keep on track and you know, you know, make sure I'm on time for meetings? It's really about deciding what you even want to spend your time doing. What is the activities? What's the... Uh, the objectives for the day, figure out that first, and then you can plan your time around it. Um, you know, not just trying to get good at managing something without really a direction 
And that's what I really think about when I talk about time mastery, if that makes sense. Yeah. So Andrew, I, and I'm sure you've heard this question before, so it will be no surprise to you uh, or statement, right? Mm -hmm. we, we talk about time management and we see a lot of business owners and leaders say, I don't manage my own time because I'm putting out fires all day. So where do you start with someone like that when you, when you have a discussion about time management or time mastery? Yeah, you know, it's one, the first thing I, I, I kind of take a step back and, you know, if you, if you think about Pareto's rule, right, the 80-20 rule, that manages everything that we do. So if you're trying to manage 100% of your time and every single little thing that you're doing, it's going to be just way, way too overwhelming at the very beginning. But if you start thinking about it and going, let me just get 20% of my day figured out and organized and really kind of managed inside that, that's really gonna make the 80% impact in your personal life, your business life, whatever that is. Um, so the first thing is not to worry about the 24 hours or however many hours that you're at work, get down to that 20%. And once you start there and building in that uh, routine that you can get into, that's really where you know a little movement makes momentum. To get that momentum, it's just starting that little movement at the very beginning. And the best place to start is that little 20% uh, of the day, you know, whether it's the five days a week or if you want to do the seven days a week, whatever that is, is to try to get that, um, to get what those rituals are, to get the habits, the good habits that you want to get going inside of that, that allows you to, uh, to start moving in the right direction. Okay. So I'm, I'm a visual guy. I know that, you know, we're, we are on audio, uh, but Try to, so explain to me your day. Give me a day, a typical day for you. How do you master your time? You wake up, go from there. So yeah, it's all about deciding what you want uh, before you start the day, right? So a great, a great, uh, actually I was just talking about it today. So one of my um, rituals that I get into or good habits that I get into is I don't finish the day until I planned the next day. So that's, that's one of the things I do every single day. So I actually, you know, cause if you, you start reading about books you know, or about the brain in, in a lot of these books, if you plan your day the day before and allow yourself to go to sleep, your unconscious is always going, it's going to start figuring out things that you don't even know about. It's going to start thinking about the plan for the next day, the problems it's going to see and everything. And it makes the next day so much easier to go through by just having that time up front that you've spent planning the day before and allowing you to kind of go through that sleep cycle and everything else. But that's exactly where I start. First of all, is I plan the day, the day before to make sure that I know what exactly the objectives I've got my, my top big three things that I want to get accomplished that day and when that's going to happen. And I usually try to push them to the very, very beginning of the day. Because that's, you know, usually it's like, oh, I got to go do this thing, do this thing, this thing, the, the book, eat my, you know, eat the frog. What is that frog that you got to eat? Just do it first thing in the day, get it over and done with. And it's amazing the amount of times that I've set objectives for myself the day before. And I've, if, I've do, if I've done that, I'll usually complete them before noon the next day. If I don't set that time to go do it, you know, it's 5 p.m. And you're like, oh, man, I still haven't sent that. And now, even if I send that email, they're not going to get it till the next day. Right. It's really just setting that um, expect or standards for yourself at the, at the very beginning to go accomplish. But for me, my days always 
planned out uh, pretty pretty well, like in time blocking. So I know what I'm doing very first thing in the morning. I'm going to the gym. I'm working out. I've had my breakfast. There's a checklist of things that happen every single day before 7, 7 a.m. for Andrew and then going into the rest of the day whether it's my marketing activities I've got to work on, whether it's my coaching sessions that I already have planned, um, whether it's, uh, you know, strategy sessions I'm working with prospects on, all the different things are all planned out uh, during that day, the day before. So it's really just almost autopilot when you get into it and you can start executing your day. So, so you, you would suggest just starting with the routine, have a morning routine. And then when your day actually starts after your routine, start again, Trisha, one of our first ever conversations were Brian Tracy, right? Eat that frog. I mean, that's, you know, we talked about that. So I, I, I love that. I think that's really helpful for sure. And I'm sure Trisha can elaborate because she's all, she's knows, she knows a ton about the Andrew frog. speaks my language. I love frogs. <laughs> I love frogs. So Andrew, you're a planner. Uh, we, people have different communication styles. They have different drivers. There are different things that get people out of bed every morning. And I run into it. A lot of people who just don't like keeping a list or they can't get into that routine. Mm -hmm. So a big topic of discussion lately has been journaling. What is Mm -hmm. your, what's your thought on journaling? It's, it's very, very important. Um, and, but I do think sometimes the word journaling, uh, throws people off because they're like, man, I I don't want to write in a diary. I don't, I don't do that. I don't, you know, I don't put my, all that stuff in what I've, what I've found is, um, think about it as a, like an after action review. Cause again, I'm in like the planning mode and, you know, back in the, my lean six Sigma days and Kaizen days, right. After action reviews. What went well? What didn't go well? What can I do differently? Right? I mean, the army, the armed forces do that every after every every drill and every activity. In manufacturing, that's what we did after every project, every or every job was closed, work order was closed, and that's exactly what I do every day. So, my journaling, uh, kind of say journaling, um, or my review of the day. Okay, what went well today? Did I get my jobs accomplished? What I did? Was there something that was more enjoyable than others? Let me write down that. And I kind of ask myself about six or seven different questions I've got written on my, my to-do sheet. Um, so it's all kind of written there. So I start at the beginning of my sheet and I go all the way down. And at the end of the day, I've reviewed my, reviewed my day on how well I've done to my objectives, to following my plan, all the different things. And for me, that's kind of my closing of a journal um, for the day. And I find it very, very effective because even just going through and looking at hmm, what went well today, and that's usually one of the toughest questions I have to answer. And I'll, I'll think about it and be like, what happened? Oh, wow, wait a minute. I never even thought of that. You know, you, you know you, you've got a new client or you just had a, success, a huge successful win for, uh, for one of your clients that, you know, they just knock something out of the park. And you're like, how did I forget about that? That only happened two hours ago, but it's the way your brain works, right? It's so easy to forget all the good things that happen and you can get stuck on, mm, man, I wish I had a different conversation there, or I wish I'd asked something differently inside of this call. Uh, and you, you can really get kind of um, stuck in that spiral sometimes. So I think that journaling really does help flush it out and, and move it forward. And, and a good way for you to, you know, continually, continually develop the process you go through inside of your time management. So then, t- so just, again, I want to make sure I understand this because I think it's really important what you're talking about. So the day before, 
you're setting, you're setting the expectations and you're planning out your, your day the following day. In the morning, you have a ritual that you complete, whether it's working out, meditating, praying, whatever it may be. And whatever, when at seven o'clock, whatever that time is for you, you start your day, which you already have planned out on your little journal from the previous day. You knock out your top three, four, five things, whatever it may be. You get to the end of the day. What did I do well? What did I do? What did I do bad? What could I, what could I fix? And then after that, you start planning for your next day. Is that, is that, am I understanding that correctly? That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. If, 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 uh, if someone hasn't got anything in, in their kind of rhythm or anything else, I've heard the expression bookends. So if you can bookend your day at the very, very beginning and either at the end of the work day or even the end before you go to, before you go to sleep, if you can start there, that's some of the easiest things to kind of get into that rhythm because you have some stuff, you you automatically have some kind of pattern that you're doing things in the morning, right? I mean, you're, you're showering before you put your clothes on. Otherwise, it's not going to make a lot of sense, right? So there's some <laughs> natural things that you go Hope through so. from, just a, <laughs> from just a normal human behavior type of thing. And then there's also a, a little bit of a routine before you, you know, go and turn in for the evening. So if you can extend a couple of those things and incorporate some business stuff and incorporate some thinking or reflection and extend those, it's easier to kind of solidify those bookends. And then it's just filling in the stuff in between. And that's, that, that takes a little bit of practice, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty easy to do. You are the master of time. I, I love all of the the little nuggets that you've been giving us. And when you were talking about journaling, I remember a conversation that I had with a group of people the other day, somebody was using their journal to dump head trash uh, mm -hmm. into the garbage disposal. So the journal was not a journal, it was a garbage disposal, and it was for head trash. So mm -hmm. how when you think about time management or time mastery, how much head garbage is getting in, in the way of your day is getting in the way of being organized and having good time management. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, I'm trying to think it's uh, getting things done, right? That book, I mean, it's, that's your to-do list, right? You I mean, all these things have to sit around somewhere. They're usually in your head They get in the way. Uh, they're, they're coming up at all the wrong moments, you know, oh, you have to do this. Well, that's great. Why did you tell me now? I don't need to know it now. I need to know it in the future or I need to know it two days ago when that bill was due. Um, putting it down on paper just gets it out of your head and then it allows your head to, to do everything that you really wanted to do. Um, you really need to make sure that you have a good routine. And whether it's, you know, if it is putting it on a task list or putting it in a journal, as long as you actually have a process that it goes through, because you're, I mean, your head is smart enough to know if you're just trying to put it somewhere that you don't want to think about it, it's going to tell you that's not going anywhere. There's no process there. It's just, you know, it is kind of that dump and it's going to start throwing all those things back in your head. Um, but going through that process really does affect um, your time management from the perspective of, you know, how many people start one task and then they're onto their fourth task before realizing they didn't even start or finish the first task that they even got into. That's just all those things are jumping around in your head and being able to plan it, um, having a good to-do list or a good process for your to-do list. And then having the process in your to-do list to turn that into a calendar activity, if that's what you need to do when you're planning that next day, there's a lot of steps to it. You know, it's not as easy as just writing it down on a list, but you know, it's, it's, um, it's not giving up after the first attempt at doing this. Cause I mean, there's days that I have I'm like, man, today was not a good day from time management point of view, 
But you know what? Tomorrow is going to be a lot better. I'm not going to let it go two days in a row. If it was there, if I scored myself a five, okay, that's what it was. I'm going to score myself a higher number uh, tomorrow. And I'm going to get better and better and then keep on going. And then, yeah, sometimes the wheels fall off every now and again. Um, but it's that thing just, okay, uh, one little one little issue is not the end of the world. <clears throat> Move on and, and get better again. It's forming, forming those habits. Um, you know, and there are people who probably think about that and like, man, that's just a waste of time. I'm not going to take my time away from work to just plan out my day. You know, and I, I love that um, Abraham Lincoln quote. I don't, I don't know it verbatim, but you know, if he had four hours to chop down a tree, he'd spend the first three hours sharpening his axe in the last hour, you know, cutting down the tree. So I think it is, you'd be surprised. A lot of people, they say once they switch over to time management, plan their day, they're shocked how much more productive they are and how much they get done. Even if you spend an hour of that day planning, they still got more done than they normally would. So, I mean, I would definitely recommend people try it and definitely reach out to, to Andrew if they have questions about it or what, what does this look like? What do you say to, or what, what are some, I know we kind of discussed some, but you know, do you have any tips or tricks for people whenever they do get into this and let's say they do it for a week, two weeks and they just say, ah, I just fell out of it. You know, how, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay focused if the results don't speak for themselves? Yeah, I mean, if, you know, I think it is really that reflection part and finding out what is working for you, what is not working for you. And, you know, I think I think a lot of it when it comes to time management, to organization, all these different things, it's it's a bunch of little things that you end up doing really, really well. And there's going to be some little I, I don't know if, they're, if I'd call them like hints and tricks, but like the two minute rule. I don't remember which book I got that from, but the two minute rule, if you can do something in two minutes, do it right now. Don't put it on a list or anything because it's going to take longer to put on the list than just do the activity, right? That little two minute rule. <clears throat> I absolutely love it. And I think if you can build that into your day and what you're doing, it's absolutely going to be effective or the, um, what is it? File action trash, right? On your email fat, you know, that's the acronym. Every single time you look at an email, do I file it? Do I action it right now or do I trash it and delete it and get rid of it out of there? You know, those little, little hints and tricks and things that you can read and see, if you can actually build them into a ritual, into your, into your business, into your life every single day, those are the things that add up. So finding which ones work, keeping a track of them and then putting them into place. And then the things that don't work for you, don't sweat it, move it on and, and try something different. Um, you could spend your whole life just reading blogs, probably on time management and time mastery. If you're just a searcher, right? There's so much information out there. It's a case of skimming through and, and trying to find what works for you. It does take definitely some, some perseverance, right? I mean, you know, on, on average, I think, what is it like 21 days it takes to kind of build up a, a habit into something that's going to keep on going. And then even then you sometimes have to tweak it just to kind of keep your, your brain energized and engaged in that thing as well. So um, doing something for one day and expecting amazing results isn't going to happen. But if you give yourself that, you know, three weeks a month on something and really try it and see the results over time, um, people are, people are usually amazed at what it is. You don't see the day to day. You don't see the difference from Monday to Tuesday, but when you look back and you kind of go over your notes and you look at from week one to week four, and you look at the difference, you're like, wow, that is a big difference. Well, and having somebody like you, Andrew, hold people accountable, right, or being their accountability partner and helping guide them through time management mastery, right, or time mm -hmm. mastery, uh, I think is always important because we all need somebody, right, to kind of mm -hmm. poke us, especially if we're business owners, because who's holding us accountable? 
ourselves, right? Uh, so having somebody alongside like you, you mentioned email a minute ago, and I know it's time to wrap up, Colton, but I read a, uh, a statistic that only 37% of the emails that come into your inbox are actually communicating something worthwhile, 37%. So you think about all the garbage that's in your email that is more head trash, right? That is taking up your time. And how often are we looking at that email, right? And you talked about switching between subjects. We lose lots of time there too, right? And I think social media and email <laughs> become part of that. We're, I mean, we all get into it, right? You start scrolling and 30 mm -hmm. minutes later, you're still scrolling and you've done nothing and it really catches up with you. I appreciate all of the tips and advice that you've given us today. And I think each and every one of those things are important, but maybe per your advice, we don't try it all at once, <laughs> For sure. right? Just one. I like the bookends. That was my favorite part. Um, and implementing something, you know, at the front and the back, I think should be easier than um, than trying everything all at once and failing. Because we all do. I do. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. Colton. And I'll say my, my takeaway, I, I'm going to get more serious with uh, with preparing my day the previous day. I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to give that a shot, Andrew. I'm going to let you know how that works out. Uh, but Andrew, let me ask you this. If you had any superpower, what would it be? If I had any superpower, oh, this is uh, that's a very interesting question. Hmm. It's about time management. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was actually going to say the, the the superpower to pause time because then I could <laughs> I could show everything, <laughs> and then I would be like the absolute rock it. star of time management. And be like, how on earth would all that happen? Um, I, I, uh, I really don't know. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the ability to pause time and then yeah. be able to take care of stuff and then unpause it and go back. That's All pretty right. cool. Okay. Dr. Strange. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So Andrew, if anybody would like to follow up with you, has questions or would like to know more about your programs, would you please share your contact information? Make sure you spell everything out since we are audio only and you did provide us with some links and I will put those in the show notes. So you don't need to read those out, but uh, your contact information would be great. Yeah. To, to get hold of me, the, the easiest way is to go to the website, which is action. A-C-T-I-O-N action htx.com. Um, and that's the shortcut to my website, Action HTX. Searching that on Facebook or LinkedIn is also a really easy way to follow the company's page. And my email address is Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, Buchan, B-U-C-H-A-N, all one word, at actioncoach.com. I love it. And let me let me ask this real quick before we sign off. Uh, Andrew, what generation are you a part of? I think I'm Gen X. Is that right? Gen X. Yep. All right. Colton, and how do you get you... one in your corner? Gen X. What? I'm a millennial. Okay. What? What generation do I identify <laughs> with, though? Millennial. I think millennial. Yeah, I was going to. Yes. Say wow. I did not even help him. That was all him. I think Great. I'm right off the <laughs> Well, and I do, you know, this is one of those topics when we talk about time management or time mastery, you know, as we bridge the gap here, uh, I think that is something that bridges all generations, right? We all struggle with time management. We all struggle with keeping up with all of the things that are thrown our way every single day. So, uh, Andrew, thank you for coming and bridging the gap with talking about time mastery today. 
Thank you so much for having me. It was real, real, real fun. All right. And that concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. And I believe, Colton, that that was episode one, season four, complete. Yep. (laughs) I love it. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cockrell with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.